Cinema Obscura. Ah, the 70s. It was a great time to be a fan of horror, supernatural, and science fiction movies, starting with The Exorcist, and then The Omen, Star Wars, just hitting its stride. Then we would get close encounters of the third kind in a movie that still scares the living daylights out of us, Alien. There are so many more, and there were others that showed so much promise, though, but quickly went away. A little girl with telekinetic powers finds herself in a tug-of-war between good and evil, and from 1979, we give you The Visitor. I'm Steve Nikhazy, and I'm joined by independent Philly filmmaker Andre Bennett. And uh, Andre, what a movie this is. (laughs) This movie is like capital bonkers. Oh my God. When we started doing this podcast, this is one of the movies that I had in mind that we have to do at some point. Mm -hmm. Because I had seen it before, and I couldn't quite wrap my head around it. And watching it again for this episode... I still can't. It's amazing. You you were telling me initially about this. You say, you're not going to believe the cast in this movie. Yeah, it's absurdly overqualified. Absurdly. You have John Huston. This is around the time he did Winter Kills as well in his check cashing phase. you got uh, Glenn Ford, who had just been in Superman uh, the year before. Oh, that's right. I forgot Uh, about that. And then you got Shelley Winters still coming off her post-Poseidon adventure boom. Yeah. you got Mel Ferrer, who shows up. Sam Peckinpah. Of all people. Yeah, not, not, one, movie. not one, but two directors starring in, a, yes. in the movie on, on screen. <laughs> this movie, the cast is, is nuts. And the ostensible star, Joanne Nail, is best known for starring in Switchblade Sisters. And watching this movie, I'm trying to think of who she reminds me of. And then it hits me. She looks like a proto Margot Robbie. Yeah. She really kind of does. Yeah. If they ever remade this movie, I'd know who to cast. <laughs> Lance Hendrickson's in it. Uh, he has uh, quite a bit of face time, in, uh, screen yes. time in this movie. And uh, word is he only accepted this role because he wanted a free trip to Italy. Christopher Plummer did the same thing for Star Crash, right? Yeah. He, he just, yeah. Uh, they're like, oh, we're, we're paying me to go to Italy? Fine. It, it's kind of a sad thing when you think about it. The list of the A-list actors who find themselves on the scrap heap of uh, horror films later in their career. Uh, yeah. Joan Crawford among them. Oh, yeah, and Betty Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got a bunch of people sort of just wandering around this genre. I wouldn't say graveyard because this was a boom time for science fiction and fantasy and horror. Yeah. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you've got all these people who have done much more interesting work in their careers. And yeah. now it's like, okay, well, I'm still working. So, <laughs> but Yeah, and just a big shrug when I saw Sam Peckinpah's name in the, in the credits. I mean, we remember him from The Wild Bunch. Yes. You know, directing that movie and, and so many others that he did. And around this time, I think he had directed Convoy. Right. Yeah. Right. Also, all of his dialogue was dubbed over. That's what I hear, because he couldn't remember his lines? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are some stunning visual moments in this movie that really look modern. Oh, I, yeah. I, I thought. But the music... Okay, that theme song is a banger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's kind of haunting it, it in, in the beginning of it. But then it the, the, the music evolves into stuff that's you know, inappropriate you know, during yeah. scenes. I think I listened to it 15 times on the way in here, and that's about as many times as it plays in the movie. So <laughs> it's like if you don't like it, you will by the end because <laughs> we'll make sure you do. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. And you're right. Visually, it's much – more striking than it needs to be, except for that third act bit with all the lights where John Houston's character, Jersey, is calling his alien buddies. But it's just like this weird light show that yeah. kind of they could have trimmed. <laughs> so, yeah, John Houston plays an intergalactic warrior who comes to Earth <laughs> to save this girl and her mother from Satine, who I guess is like it's Satan. Yeah, right? basically. Yeah. And 
He's he's sent there by Jesus, more or less, played by Franco Nero, the original Django. And this is in the first few minutes. You get this whole story of Nero as Space Jesus telling the story of Satine. And, I mean, seeing it this time, it clicked for me because a lot of what he said sort of plays in later. But even still, you're coming in not even a few minutes into this movie. And it's hitting you with all this weird exposition. Yeah, yeah. And then John Huston strolls in and it's like, oh, yeah, he's playing this alien warrior who's going to come save the day. And he decides to to take an airplane. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's basically Space Father Merrick from The Exorcist, more or less. Yeah. You've got the older priest figure trying to save this girl's soul. Now, in this movie, the girl is pretty firmly bad. She's terrible. The first time you see her is this basketball sequence where... She causes a team's backboard to explode to help her stepfather's team win. It just gets worse from there. And her mother, oh, my God, she exists in this movie just to get tortured. (laughs) She gets shot. She gets emotionally and physically abused, beaten up, pushed into an aquarium. And all that's by Katie. I got a kick out of the basketball thing because it's like, well, this happens all the time. It's no big deal. (laughs) The the backboard explodes. I heard Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in that scene, too, but I couldn't pick him out. I couldn't either. Paige Connor plays a little girl. Yes. I don't think she um, really acted much again after this. She had a a couple of movies after that. Mm -hmm. And then I understand she now runs a successful cosmetic business in Atlanta. She got out of the business. Yeah, settled down (laughs) there. I understand she had trouble with part of the dialogue because she had to tell... Glenn Ford. Yeah, that he was a child molester and to, and to F off, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that reminded me of Little Marie and Rocky, the whole screw you creepo scene. Right. <laughs> taken to, to an extreme. And Glenn Ford in this movie is like totally underused. He's in there for a little bit and then has one of the craziest death scenes I've ever watched. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like I see like the, the trailer for this movie. This movie had a bit of a moment when they restored it. And the trailer, it didn't quite go viral, but for like film Twitter, it went viral. And it's bonkers. And you see parts of the Glenn Ford scene. And I saw this trailer and like, oh, I need to see this movie. And I finally saw it. And that scene is just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No spoiler here because we don't do that kind of thing. But it defies the laws of physics in that death scene. And if you check it out, you will agree. It's also just gnarly. Space Jesus, Greg Allman (laughs) in a turtleneck. It made me think of that. We have a clip, and this clip kind of reminds us of the infancy of video game. Yeah, Jersey, who is the visitor, has come to Katie's house to pose as her babysitter, and he's basically calling his shot. They're having this face-off while playing Pong, and this movie makes Pong so unnerving. You want to kill me? I don't want to kill you, Katie. I want to take you away with me when the time comes. Only if uh, you refuse to go. Why don't you just see if you can do that right now? When the time comes, when my friends arrive. Your friends? Oh, very special friends. You'll come with me. I'm going to get the hang of this. I won, I won! See? You used your powers to make it go faster. No, no, I didn't. I used the switch. You want my advice on when? Yes. Go back to wherever you came from. This world is not for you. It's not for you either, Katie. Ooh, chilling. (laughs) I mean, there's a scene later where she's playing Pong, and it is, like, truly unnerving. The third act is kind of mixed, but the end really just comes in, and it's like, oh, my God, what, what am I watching? 
there's very little of this movie where I'm not thinking, oh my god, what am I watching? You got like the intergalactic warriors in track suits. No, <laughs> yeah, and nobody has hair. Also, the movie has a running time of almost two hours. Yeah. But I understand there is a longer version out there that hmm. perhaps brings everything into sensibility. I'm pretty sure that the version that's circulated now is like the director's cut. But if there is a longer version, I wouldn't be surprised because there are still some discontinuities here that confuse the hell out of me. Yeah. Like there's this one scene where somebody comes in and says, I'm here to protect you. No one's going to hurt you anymore. And then someone hurts that person right in front of her. And then the next scene, that person is basically doing something else, talking to someone else. Right. And I'm just like, right. what happened? Where? What? Well, <laughs> if, if you want to see some big name uh, talent who are yes. kind of like moping around uh, being wasted, uh, this you might want to check this out. How to see it. It's... <laughs> Uh, if you Probably are so in- stoned is the best way. To oh see yeah, actually, yeah. If you were so inclined, and believe me, you should be. It is available on DVD. It's also available for rent or purchase at uh, pretty much every major digital retailer, and it is also currently streaming on Shutter. If you like insane capital bonkers, I don't say capital B bonkers. I say capital bonkers because the whole word <laughs> is capitalized. Then you will love this movie. Watch it with people because you will all like flip. It's nuts. Yeah. It's called The Visitor, but don't let it stay too long. And a reminder, we want to hear from you. Yes, we do. We are out there on Twitter at Pod. Hit us up. Ask us questions. Talk to us about this movie and other movies that we've talked about and other uh, cult movies out there. I recently had a thread of appreciation for Jackie Chan, who just turned 65 this week, and he's still at it. So talk to us about that, about this, and about anything cult movie related. At Sea Obscura Pod. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Thanks, Andre. Thank you, Steve. Cinema Obscura. And I'm Steve Nikhazy, along with Andre Bennett. Cinema Obscura is recorded and produced in the KYW studios in Philadelphia. For more shows, check out the Radio.com app on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your favorite shows. Thanks for listening. You know, they got a lot of crazy mothers running around out there. No way you're coming from.